All right. What is up? We are back for another session. I know. 24 to 28. We're moving on. We are. We are chugging along. Yes. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I'm a little tired. Uh, I guess so. You but didn't then, sleep. No. But then I had an energy drink. Oh. I rarely have energy drinks. Oh. It was one of those... Was it a monster? Oh, okay. But it was like a zero sugar monster. Oh. It's a doozy. Yeah, I had right. a red one. Oh, maybe the red dye too gets some people going. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was all right. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. So 24th Genesis chapters 24 through 28. And uh, would you like to start us off in prayer? Sure, I would. Okay. Yes. Okay. Dear Lord, I pray you will guide our minds and hearts for even the next few minutes. Draw us close to you as we open your word. Let the Holy Spirit guide us to truth. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, so as usual, we will do a quick recap of chapters 21 through 23. And now, if we think back, Sarah gave birth to Isaac who was the son that God promised to them. Yes. To her and Abraham. Hagar and her son Ishmael were sent away by Sarah, because remember she got a little sassy. She did. Yeah, and sent them into the wilderness. And they were going to die, but God saved them. Yes. Okay. And God had, in, in the pivotal chapter, God instructed Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. Yes. And Abraham obeyed. He did obey. Yes, yeah. he did. But, you know, God intervened. And the obedience, Abraham's obedience to God uh, meant that his descendants would be uh, multiplied, like, beyond anything. More than the stars in the sky. Right. More than he could count the stars in the sky. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then at the very end, chapter 23, uh, Sarah did pass away. And 127? 127. Yes. That's a ripe old age. It sure is. And a little Bible trivia. Um, that is the first time that love is talked about in the Bible. Yes, you mentioned Yes, that. yes. When um, Abraham is going to sacrifice his son. That is the first time love is talked about. Yes. So that's a good, just neat. I mean, in the, 20, in the 20s. Yeah. Genesis 20. I never yeah. even knew that. No. Hmm. Amazing. It is. So. Huh. This is good coffee. Yeah, that's Jeff Potter. That's good. All right, so let's boogie on to chapter 24. Yes. Now, Abraham uh, didn't want Isaac, because Isaac's a little bit older now, didn't want Isaac to marry any of the local Canaanite women. He wanted his son to marry a woman from his hometown. Right. Now... Why didn't Abraham want him to marry one of the Canaanite women? I'm not really sure. I I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Okay. Yeah, I really am not sure. I was trying to look it up to find out why exactly. It would have been easier, but he wanted... Let me read this. Abraham wanted to obey God in the who as well as the where. It just says that. It would have been easier for him to marry a Canaan woman, but he wanted him to um, wanted him to obey God in the who as well as in the where. Maybe we could look that up and give them the answer next time. Okay. 
The who and the where, that just seems a little cryptic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, so Abraham, he had a, a man in charge of his household. He sent the man uh, over to his homeland to to find a, a wife. And so the the servant man was like, "Well, how am I going to know?" And and where did he say? He, he told him God would send an angel ahead of him mm-hmm. and see to it that a, a wife was going to be found. Yes. Yeah. So the servant loads up camels, expensive gifts, heads out. And he was, he was very, the servant was, he was very willing. He wanted to be successful for, for Abraham and for Isaac. And so he prayed. And in Genesis chapter 24, verses 13 through 14, it says, See, I am standing here beside this spring and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. I will ask one of them, please give me a drink from your jug. If she says, yes, have a drink, and I will water your camels too. Let her be the one you've selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you've shown unfailing love to my master. That's a very specific prayer. Yes, it is. Prayer. Which I think is great. Yes. That way they would know exactly that's the one. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no questioning. Maybe, maybe not. That was it. That was it. Um, now in our notes, it says Abraham's servant asked God for guidance in this very important task. Obviously his servant had learned much about faith and about God from his master. What are your family members, friends, and associates learning about God from watching you? That's important to keep in mind. That's always important to keep in the back of your head. Right. Because people do watch. Yeah. And also your children. Yes. Like you, you want to be sure, you know, they, the, yes, if you go to church or you don't go to church, what they learn at home is very important. That's, you want to set the example, what, what you're teaching your children, how they live and what their character is, what they do when no one's looking. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so it says, be like Abraham, setting an example of dependent faith. Ask God for guidance before any venture. Right. Now, the Lord immediately answered the servant's prayer. Because it said in Instant. the Bible, it was just like, like he had just finished the prayer. And boom, it's it, it began. It happened, yes. A beautiful woman named Rebecca approached. The servant was extremely grateful, bowed low, and praised God. Uh, the servant spoke with Rebecca's family, repeated his story to them, and uh, Rebecca eventually left with the servant and made their way back home, and she became Isaac's wife. He was 40 when they married. Yes. All right. Uh, now, it says in our notes, Rebecca had physical beauty, but the servant was looking for a sign of inner beauty. Patience, kindness, and joy are the beauty treatments that help us become truly lovely on the inside. As soon as Abraham's servant knew that God had answered his prayer, he thanked God for his goodness and guidance. Our first response should be praise and thanksgiving that God would choose to work in and through us. He never goes very far without thanking God. Yes. Like he he asks for something, it's answered, and he stops and thanks God. Mm -hmm. He does a little more, he stops and thanks him. That's how we should be. Yes. And, And it's not even stopping. I know our lives are busy in your mind. You can thank you, Lord, for this blessing you gave me. Thank you, Lord. Be mm-hmm. with me today. 
you know. Yes. Just as you're going about your day, you can talk to him all day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved that. That's such an example for us. Yes. His mind is always centered on God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, please. Yes. yes. Um, and that's the thing. You know, for a long time, people are, oh, we're so busy, 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 busy. And people are busy. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got family, you've got work, you've got school, whatever the case is. But you can make time. You can. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you can, can. Put, you can put some things aside yeah. and and just and put God first. Yeah. And when you are following God's commandments when you're in Christ when you have accepted him as your savior he will make time for what is necessary now he's not going to make time for you to go out and party yeah you know yeah but he he will make time for what is necessary mm-hmm. and that will all come into just perfect timing and it will all just come into place as we yeah. have as we have learned yeah you yeah. know the hustle and bustle will just leave you mm-hmm. we're examples of that we used to be those people yeah. oh my gosh how are we going blah 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 and look it, it's a calmness about yourself yeah so yeah. and it does it just it just kind of comes upon you mm-hmm where we're kind of that, oh, I need to be in control. Oh, I need to take care of this. Oh, I got to do this and I got to do this. And this, it takes care of itself, really. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, you stop fighting. Remember, we talked about yeah. it. You stop fighting against the waves. Yeah. You, you, what yeah. would you call it? We said, uh, Robin said, you're in, you're in the God's ocean and we're, we're in an ocean and we're on God's inner tube. That's we're right. Floating we're t- on God's inner tube. That's right. We're riding on his inner tube. Yes. That's what, that's where you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And everything just will fall into place. And, and also, um, we were talking about yesterday that it's not a burden or a hardship or you don't even have to try to love people it just Mm. is a natural thing it's not something you it just happens yeah all right so let's go on to do you have anything else with chapter 24 i thought no i just love that servant i just love him yes and is that is that i wonder if that's how it was for a lot of the people like um you know that's where they kind of learned about god and became aware of God is through like Abraham and Isaac. Yeah, and- I wonder. I do too. And like you think it like too bad we don't know about this servant. Yeah. And about his family. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. And they do say God uses uses people, but we do have a little thing in our Bible if you are using our Bible about oh, yeah. this profile of a true servant. And this is the, uh, in case you guys don't know, this is the Chronological Bible. Yes. Yeah, it's it's such a good Bible. The Chronological Life Application Study Bible, New Living Translation. Yeah. And that would be on page 48 is what we're speaking of. Yes. So I just, I don't know. And and we, we can look at this and 
the profile of a true servant and we can be a true servant. Mm -hmm. You know, follow these. So, yes, that's great. Yeah. All right. So chapter 25. Abraham dies. Uh, poor Abraham. Yeah. Not really poor Abraham. No. I mean, he's 175 yeah. years yeah. old. He and his life. Yeah. My gosh. Now, this was a little shocking to me, this part here. Mm -hmm. 175 years old. He had married another wife. Yeah. I didn't know. I know. And they had six kids. I know it. Mm. Uh, and Isaac... They mentioned this before, but Isaac was to inherit everything. Right. And remember, Ishmael was kind of shooed away. Right. And these kids, uh, the sons of the concubines, uh, they received gifts, but they were also shooed away. Right. It was Isaac. It was Isaac. Uh, and then Ishmael, they tell us what happened to him. Mm -hmm. So he uh, had many descendants, but and he died at 137 years old. Right. Which is great. He had a long life too. Sure, yeah. Now, similar to Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah were unable to have children. Yes. And Isaac pled with the Lord. And the Lord answered Isaac's prayer. Now, uh, this is kind of a theme here where the servant uh, prayed and then the Lord immediately answered the prayer. We have Isaac, you know, praying. And the Lord answers his prayer. Yes. And Rebecca became pregnant with twins. Yes. In Genesis chapter 25, verses 22 and 23, but the two children struggled with each other in her womb. So she went to ask the Lord about it. Why is this happening to me? She asked. And the Lord told her, the sons in your womb will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other, and your older son will serve your younger son. And so Esau was born first, and his brother Jacob was born holding his brother's heel. Yeah. And so Esau was born first, and his brother Jacob was born holding his brother's heel. Yeah. In our notes, it says, Isaac pleaded with God for children. Mm -hmm. So the Bible encourages us to ask and even plead for our most personal and important requests. God wants to grant our requests, but he wants us to ask him. Yes. To have that contact, you exactly. know, to have that relationship. Yeah. And to know that all comes from him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's nothing that we can do. Yeah. We cannot make things happen. It's all from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, even then, as Isaac learned, God may decide to withhold his answer for a while in order to deepen our insight into what we really need, broaden our appreciation for his answers, or allow us to mature so we can use his gifts more wisely. Yes. Yep. So just be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're when you're talking to God, when you're when you're praying. There's gonna, the, you're gonna have all these things, you know, where he's gonna want you to be in a different mindset or a different position or something to understand why he's doing what he's doing. Yes. If when it's his will for it to be answered, it will be answered. That's right. Yeah. Now, what, what did we find out about Esau and Jacob? Esau was a skillful hunter. Yep. 
And Jacob was more quiet. Yes. And more of, uh, you know, he liked to stay at home more. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca, the mom, kind of preferred him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. She was more like him. Yeah. Yes, yes. He just was, Esau was just more of an outdoorsy. He was. Yeah. So one day, this was something. Okay, so one day... Jacob's cooking. Esau comes home because he's been hunting. Mm -hmm. And I, apparently he's exhausted and he's starving. Right. And he demanded some of the stew that Jacob was, was cooking. Right. And so Jacob was like, okay, yeah, you can have some, but I'm gonna, you have to give me your firstborn rights. Right. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay. Like he, he acted on impulse. Yes. Esau acted on impulse. Yeah. Like that. And it isn't like nowadays where you just say something and it doesn't really mean anything. Right. You know, like two no. brothers talking. That meant something back then. Yeah. Like that was a big deal. Yeah. Because it says here, a birthright was a special honor given to the firstborn son. It included a double portion of the family inheritance, along with the honor of one day becoming the family's leader. The oldest son could sell his birthright or give it away if he chose, but in do in so doing, he would lose both material goods and his leadership position. By trading his birthright, Esau showed complete disregard for the spiritual blessings that would have come his way if he had kept it. He's over. Yeah, that... <laughs> mm. I know. He just... It, it just... Instant. He That's just how he was, though. Do you think Jacob... <laughs> Do you think he was, do you think Jacob was just kind of testing him to see if he would do it? Or do you think he was trying to scheme a little bit? I think Jacob was more intelligent mm. and I think he, he knew. He knew. Okay. Right. Yeah, I do. I do. I just think he was more, he, not that he was more intelligent, that he was more, used his mind more mm -hmm. than his hands. He was more of a mind person than a physical. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Esau traded the benefits of his birthright for the immediate pleasure of food. Of food, yep. He, like you said right here, he acted on impulse. Yeah. Satisfying his immediate desires without pausing to consider the long-range consequences of what he was about to do. Yes. And that's something that we can, that goes on today. You know, when we see something we want, because it says here in our notes, our first impulse is to get it. At first, we feel intensely satisfied and sometimes even powerful because we have obtained what we set out to get. But immediate pleasure often loses sight of the future. Yes. You know, as I, I wrote down here, it, this can, it can apply to so many things that we get addicted to. Yeah. Oh, everything. Everything. I mean, shopping, food, sex. I mean... Anything everything. you can get it to drugs. Yeah, alcohol, everything. It's just that immediate... Everything, yes. Yeah. Urgent, like we need it now. Mm -hmm. And then at, after, you feel so bad. Yes. Yeah. Everything, absolutely. Getting through that sort of pressure-filled moment is often the most difficult part of overcoming a temptation. Mm. That is the truth. If he could have just said, wait. Uh, I'll give you what I just hunted so you can make more stew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, something. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you know, 
So. <laughs> no, that's all I, uh, I had for chapter 25. Do you yeah. have anything else for chapter no, 25? No, I just... Just at the end of it, when Jacob got, gave Esau some bread and lentil stew, mm -hmm. and Esau ate the meal, he got up and left and showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. Mm. So it just, you know, I don't know. Mm. I think he was upset. You know, of course he was. He should have thought. So afterwards, he regretted it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think so. All right, so we're going to move on to chapter 26. Yes. Uh, so there was uh, another famine. Yeah. Just like Abraham, there was the famine. Now with Isaac, there's the famine. And uh, so he moved to uh, Abimelech's hometown. So the Lord appeared to Isaac and told him he would bless him and be with him, but specifically told him not to move to Egypt. Uh-oh. Yep. God's promises are reiterated to Isaac just as they were to Abraham where the descendants would be as numerous yes. as the stars. So God's still telling him this. Yeah, don't go. Right. And Isaac and Rebecca, they're over there and they lie the same way that the I dad know did. It. They do the same thing. Where they say where uh they say that Rebecca is the sister. Yes, they do. Mm. Yes, they do. You know, in this, so in the notes, it said parents help, oh, this is kind of like before, parents help shape their children's values. The first step toward helping children live right is for the parents to live right. Yes. Your actions are often copied by those closest to you. What kind of example are you setting for your children? Boy, that's the truth. That really is. Yeah. They're going to do what you do. Yeah. Yes, they are. And you... We all make mistakes. Absolutely. We do. We do as parents. But sometimes you just, you have to learn not to be selfish. Yeah. And you have to do what's right for the kids, you know. You can't be selfish and be a, a parent. I mean, uh -uh. it's very hard. Sure it is. Yeah. Sure it is. And we're not judging. It's no, not no, like no. that. Uh, we're just saying it's. We've been there. <laughs> yes. And you don't get to do what you want to do. Once yeah. you have children, it's not about you. No. No. That's right. No. You know, it also said your greatest need is to find a focal point other than what I need now. The only worth, the only worth focal point is God. A relationship with him will not only give an ultimate purpose to your life, it will also be a daily guideline for living. Yes. Very important to remember that. Yeah. And God allows certain events in our lives to accomplish his overall purposes, but we are still responsible for our actions. Yep. Consequences are important to consider. Yes. And we I think we touched on that last time where there's always that ripple effect. So yes. there's always going to be consequences. Good or bad. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. there is. Yeah, that's right. So moving on in the story, Isaac had planted his crops, became rich, you know, when he harvest, harvested them because he got a lot more than he planted. Yeah. And the Lord blessed him. But the Philistines... They got jealous. Yeah, they sure did. Kicked him out. Yep, said bye-bye. Yeah, they filled his wells with dirt. That's I horrible. Can, I know. <laughs> I, I don't, the things they do, yeah. I I just, he, then, then Abimelech ordered him to leave the country. But that's horrible.
normal. How, how could you say, you know what? I don't like that guy. Fill up his wells. With with dirt. Put dirt in there. Yeah. We're done. We're done. <laughs> we're jealous. We're that, jealous. That's where jealousy gets yeah. you. Yeah. You know? Okay, so I, like you said, Isaac leaves. They all leave. And they ended up in Beersheba. In uh, Genesis chapter 26, verse 24, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. I am the God of your father, Abraham, he said. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants and they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Well, there's really no questioning here. I mean, God is in such a close relationship with Abraham and Isaac yeah. and just really kind of hammering it home. Right. As to what's going to happen. Yeah. What I'm, what's coming to me right now is if anybody has a question like, well, why is God talking to these people? Hmm. Why doesn't he do that anymore? I wonder if anybody's thinking that right now. And the answer is, is because God died for our sins. Jesus, he sent Jesus to die for our sins. Yeah. And he, the Holy Spirit, he left the Holy Spirit to live within us. So there might be people that think that God talks to them, or maybe they do. I don't have that answer. I'm not here to say that, yes or no. Right. But I'm saying that God had, when Jesus died on the cross, the Holy Spirit was left to stay within each one of us believers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I thought I might want to say that. No, that's yeah. that's wonderful to bring up. Like what? You do think that, right. like God spoke to all these people. What, yeah. like, why doesn't that happen nowadays? Right. And this is the Old Testament, so this is before Jesus. You know, of course, I don't. That that's before Jesus came. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. And yeah. so instead of talking to to the people, that's the Holy Spirit that yeah. guides us. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. That's good to remind everybody. Yes. All right, so God spoke to Isaac, and then Isaac built an altar. Yes, he did. And worshipped the Lord, yeah. Yeah. And then Abimelech came to visit Isaac and wanted kind of the same treaty, uh, you know, as with Abraham, where it's like, all right, listen, we're not going to mess with you. You don't mess mess with with us us. because we see that you're really, you're close to God. Yeah, (laughs) you're, you're there. Yeah. And we don't want, we know what he can do. He can do anything. So we can't be messing with you here. No, no. And then it said that Esau married two Hittite wives when he was 40. And they made life miserable for Isaac and Rebecca. They must not have been good, uh, good, good women there. Oh. <laughs> Is that right? That's what it said. Yeah. Is it because they were Hittite? I think so. All right. Because remember the trouble they caused later on? Not off the top of my head. We just went through that just a bit ago. Did we? Yeah, they were those. It also said um, regarding those verses that with his enemies wanting to make a peace treaty, Isaac was quick to respond, turning the occasion into a celebration. We should be just as receptive to those who want to make peace, peace with us. When God's influence in our lives attract people, even enemies, we must take the opportunity to reach out with them with God's love. Hmm. Even the enemies. Yeah. It's, it's all about the love. It is about the love. Okay. 
Um, regarding those women, it, um, in my notes, mm-hmm. Esau married two married pagan women. Oh, they were pagan women. Okay. And this upset his parents. Most parents can be a storehouse of good advice because they have a lifetime of insight into their children's character. Mm. You may not agree with everything your parents say, but at least talk with them and listen carefully. This would help avoid the hard feelings Esau experienced. Okay. All so right. there's our answer there. Okay. Thank you. That, for that's a that good up. reminder to tell our children, listen. I have insight into your character. <laughs> That'll go over really well. And then mine would say, okay, okay, I'm, I'm walking. <laughs> I've got to go. I'm going. i got to get somewhere. Okay, come on. You do. I know your character. Great for you. Let's make pie. <laughs> That's your house. I know. Your boys make pie. Oh, my God. So much good pie. Amy, this last, these last two months... It's a pie bed. It's a pie after pie after pie. Apple pie, cheesecake. Apple pie, pumpkin pie, cheesecake. cheesecake. Repeat. Wonderful. No. Well. No. No. No, there's nothing there. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh-uh. Okay. There's I nothing there. I think they're they're precious. They now, don't are. get me wrong. They are delicious. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine standing there with Bren peeling the apples, Logan making the crumble, and go, boys, you need to listen to me because I know your character. They'd be like, Mom, Mom, have you taken some pills? Mom, where's your medicine? Go lay down, honey. Put on the heating blanket. Just relax. Mm -hmm. Mom, you've gotten too cold. Go get my... You've gotten too cold. Go get my heated blanket. That's what it'd be. At least they're kind. Yeah. Well, most of the time. Yeah, you know. All right. right. We're going to go on to chapter 27. Here we are. Yep. This was something more deceivery. I know. That's what it is. More scheming. And their father was a man of God. Yes. And Rebecca knew this. Yeah, but we have decided that the women uh-huh. probably did not play a part in oh, yes. yeah, yeah, disciplining yeah. the children. Yeah, because you never saw, um, you know, oh, so-and-so ran wild and it's because the mom didn't discipline. It was always the dads. Yeah. So we think maybe it was the, it was primarily the father's job to, to discipline the, the yes. kids. We really believe this. Yeah. Now, in our notes, I thought this was important to read before we kind of got started. Before Father died, he performed a ceremony of blessing in which he officially handed over the birthright to the rightful heir. Although the firstborn son was entitled to the birthright, it was not actually his until the blessing was pronounced. Before the blessing was given, the father could take the birthright away from the oldest son and give it to a more deserving son. But after the blessing was given, the birthright could no longer be taken away. This is why fathers usually waited until late in life to pronounce the blessing. Although Jacob had been given the birthright by his older brother years before, he still needed his father's blessing to make it binding. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to keep that in mind as we kind of read about what happened. Yes. 
So Isaac, he's he's old. He's kind of yeah, he's yeah, getting up there. He's yeah. getting up there. He's old. He's blind, blind. and he wants to kind of you know he wants to give this birthright to to Esau. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, go out. Hunt, you know, go get my favorite whatever wild game. Come home, cook it, and then we'll we'll do this. Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. Rebecca hears this, so Esau's gone. Rebecca tells Jacob what happened, and Rebecca's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, go like even go put on some some clothing to cover up the yeah. hair on your arm, yeah. so your dad doesn't know exactly. And I'll make the food." And pretend that you're your older brother. And so, you know, Isaac's, Isaac thought it was him. He yeah. thought it was Esau. He's blind. Yeah. And he gave the birthright to Jacob. Yeah. He was tricked. That woman. <laughs> That's horrible. It's terrible. And Jacob. I mean, oh, it's both of them. It is. For him, yes. It's just terrible. It is. Now, in our notes, it says, how we react to a moral dilemma often exposes our real motives. Mm -hmm. Frequently, we are more worried about getting caught than than about doing what is right. Jacob did not seem concerned about the deceitfulness of his mother's plan. Instead, he was afraid of getting in trouble while carrying it out. If you are worried about getting caught, you are probably in a position that is less than honest. Let your fear of getting caught be a warning to do right. Jacob paid a huge price for carrying out this dishonest plan. Oh, and that's the I, thing. Uh, that's your the own thing. mother. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so then, okay, all that happens. That happens. Esau comes home. And he, he doesn't know what's going on. All right, so he comes home, prepares the meal, brings it to his dad. And the dad's like, I, what? Didn't we just do this? The dad, he's like, no. Yeah, and he figures out what happened. You know, Jacob is, he's the master and all his brothers are the servants. That doesn't. No, go over well. That's not going to go over well. No, not at all. No. No, no, no. Now, uh, it says here, although Jacob got the blessing he wanted, deceiving his father cost him dearly. These are some of the consequences of that deceit. Yeah. Now, listen to this. Okay, Great, you deceived your father. Okay, you got what you wanted. Yeah. But this is what happened. He never saw his mother again. Ever. His brother wanted to kill him. He was deceived by his uncle. His family became torn by strife. Esau became the founder of an enemy nation. And he was exiled from his family for years. Was it worth it? Yeah, was that worth it? Horrible. I mean, it ruined the whole... Everything. It tore everything apart. It was terrible. Yeah. I I, I can't believe it. I know. But you know, the same thing happens nowadays. Oh, all the time. families. And money. This this birthright is equal to a million dollars now. Or money. Yeah. Like, you you see it all the time with, like, inheritance and anything where there's money involved. Mm -hmm. People have to, it drives people crazy. Yeah. And it's not worth it. You know, then you've got jealousy and you've got anger, all of it. Hate. Hate. So much. Yeah. It's the, it's the equivalent to money. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And look at what it got him. Yeah. 
Could he not have said, wait a minute, let me think what's going to happen here? Yeah. What? He could have done that probably any time. You know, Mom, no. This is yeah. nuts. Mother, hold on here. <laughs> yeah, I know. And look what it caused. Yeah. I know. So Esau hated Jacob from Terribly. that moment on. And he began scheming on how to kill him. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. And then, you know, Rebecca finds out and she's like, Jacob, you got to get. Yeah. You got to go. Go She go favored see him my... so much. Yes. I mean, yeah. And so she wanted, here she is scheming again. I know. Listen to this. Like you don't know, but listen to this. Yeah, I know. So she wants Jacob to go and stay with her brother. All right. <laughs> it's such it's a... so much. So Rebecca doesn't just like, okay, go do that now. She she kind of, you know, puts a little fire under Isaac to to think, make him think that he's the one that came up with this plan. You know? Conniver. Yeah, conniver. She told him that she didn't want Jacob marrying any Hittite women like Esau. So Isaac told Jacob to go to his grandfather's and marry one of the uncle's daughters, which is just what Rebecca wanted. Yep. So, you know, you know, she was probably like, yes, you're right. You're right, husband. You're right. You're right, husband. Yeah. Great idea. She got it all, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the notes, it says, Esau was so angry at Jacob that he failed to see his own wrong in giving away the birthright in the first place. Jealous anger binds us from seeing the benefits we have and makes us dwell on what we don't have. But you can control your feelings by recognizing your reaction for what it is, praying for strength and asking God for help to see the benefits you do have and the opportunities present even in bad situations. Yep. And that's true too. Oh, yes. Absolutely. You, you do have to step back and take a look at your own actions and what's been going on with you. How, how are you contributing to this? Yes. And, and take responsibility mm -hmm. for it. Yes. So you know what? I'm I'm being the jerk too. I'm being a jerk here. Mm -hmm. I apologize. That goes far. It really does. Yeah. And then if this person is still like, oh, whatever. You know, well, you did your part. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you have anything else for chapter 27? No, I'm right with you. Like, I'm just flabbergasted. You know. It is. Gosh. Yeah. All right, chapter 28. Now, Jacob leaves. Yep. This is... It's just, it goes on. This, But this is so neat. So Jacob found a place to sleep for the night because he's traveling. Yep. I'm going to read this, this whole little area here. Yes. Genesis chapter 28, verses 12 through 17. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from the, from the earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather, Abraham, and the God of your father, Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's, what's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I promised you. 
Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it, but he was also afraid and said, What an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. Isn't that lovely? It is. It's it is. just so beautiful. That's it. I loved that. Oh. Just thinking about that and the visual of it. I know. And going to sleep and dreaming that. Yes. Yeah. Throughout this section, we see how God provides in response to prayer. So the servant's prayer for finding a wife uh, for Isaac is answered. And then also Isaac's prayer for his barren wife, Rebecca, is answered. You know, immediately showing gratitude towards God. Yes. You know, praising God for oh, what he did. Yes. The gospel shows that God cares intensely even for the personal needs of his people and that in his son's work, any reason for God to resist hearing us has been swept away. We can come before him boldly in prayer. God does not change. The God who has promised and revealed himself to Abraham now extends those same promises and revelation to Isaac. Even as Isaac faces the same challenges that Abraham did in famine, God appears and leads him in specific ways. Throughout the Bible, God will reveal himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is self-consistent, utterly reliable God. Yes, he is. Oh. And then lastly, God's steadfast love is evident throughout this passage. Abraham does nothing to deserve this steadfast love, but God's character is demonstrated in the grace that abounds in Abraham's life. While God has bound himself to his people by formal covenant, the steadfast love that binds him to his people which the covenant expresses, issues forth from his very heart. He is love. He is the God of all grace. Oh, is that nice? That is so lovely. Yeah. And and um, he repeats things over and over again sometimes, mm -hmm. just to show how consistent he is. Yes, yes. And he's never changing. Mm -hmm. He's just ever consistent. Yeah. I just love it. It just... And you know, like these these tribulations and these trials, he had that there's reasons. Yes. And like how we have trials and terrible things that happen and these terrible things that happen, there was reasons for it. Mm -hmm. So we just have to hold steadfast in his word. Yes. And uh, this, I just loved that. That was so good. Yeah. But that's all I have for, for this part. What, do yes. you, what else do you have? Anything? I No, I just, that's what I've got too. He's going to be getting up. He got up the next morning mm -hmm. and um, he set that stone as a pillar. Did you know? Me? No, okay, tell me about I'll, that. Okay, I'll read that. Okay. After he woke up that next morning, okay. um, Jacob got up very early. He took the stone he rested his head against and set it upright as a memorial pillar. Mm. Then he poured olive oil over it. He named the place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. Oh. Then okay. Jacob made the vow, if God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, return me safely to my father's home, then the Lord certainly will be my God. That's probably, that makes sense now because a lot of churches have Bethel in it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
I just love this study. It, it was is. so good. And we love love doing this for you guys. Yeah, we really do. Mm-hmm. We really do. Um, now, for next time, we're going to be reading Genesis chapters 29 through 33. Okay. That That's sounds good. good. Perfect. All right. Looking forward right. to it. And if you have any questions or comments, you know, please, you can, you can email us. You can leave comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. And, uh, and that's about it. We, we hope you all have a, a blessed week and, uh, and just take care. Yes. God bless you all. Absolutely. God bless, God bless all of you. Yes. And we will catch you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.